Welcome on in to the machine, Joe and Ebo show. No Joe Miller. Nelson, you can breathe a sigh of relief. <sighs> a little congested today, Nelly. That's every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome in. Uh, you can get a hold of us at 608-321-1670. Twitter is Zone Madison. Facebook Zone Madison. We have the Amon Green Show coming up at 730. We'll hear from the Packers all-time leading rusher when it comes to wrapping up regular season, hopefully home field advantage. And uh, my man Rick in the house. What's up, Rick? And uh, what does it say? Home field advantage. And we also need what? The Seahawks to win. Beat the 49ers, correct? Yeah, if the Seahawks win and the Packers hold serve against the Detroit Lions, they will be your number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. All right. So Aaron Rodgers made some interesting comments. Um, it was yesterday on on Twitter I saw this first break. Aaron Rodgers quote. It was a Rob Demosky yep. article, correct? Yep, it was. Aaron Rodgers quote, I don't need to throw 40 touchdowns for us to win. Well, would it hurt? I mean, I don't think it would really hurt anything if you were to throw 40 touchdowns. Nelson, let me ask you something. When you are get paid to be the highest player in the NFL, if you were to guarantee or if you were to get a contract, a four-year, $134 million contract extension that could be worth up to $180 million if you hit all your incentives and you have $67 million of that guaranteed uh, by the end of the calendar year, what was that, in 2019 or 18, whatever it was, eventually he'd make $80 million total by the start of 2019. If you got paid to be a quarterback, that much money, the highest in the NFL at the time, don't you ex- wouldn't you expect that you'd have to throw a lot of touchdowns? I wouldn't expect that I would have to throw a lot of touchdowns, like- but I'd want to. Like, if you got paid, if you were the highest paid player in the league. I would say. I, especially I think, your position. Shouldn't you be throwing a lot of touchdowns, though? You should. Like, if you were the highest paid player. That was all based player, on your past history of what you have done. True. So I think he, he deserved that money. But you would think you would want to keep doing that. And I, I mean, I'm confused by this. And I quote again, I don't need to throw 40 touchdowns for us to win. If you are. If he had thrown 40 touchdowns this season, the Packers would be the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yes. And that's not even a doubt in my mind. So I'm, I'm looking at this, and listen, Rodgers needs 321 passing yards on Sunday against the Lions to get the 4,000 yards for the season. Rodgers normally hits 4,000 yards if he's not you know hurt or missing time, correct? And, yeah, and, basically the last decade, yeah. yeah and throwing... Lots of touchdowns, but this year Rodgers hasn't thrown for more than 250 in any of their last seven games, in which they're five and two. And Rodgers, you know, in the past seven games, we throw 250 or less. Nelson, I'm just I'm confused on this. When you are a once in a generation talent, when you are a Hall of Famer, when you are the highest paid at your position. Why would you go out to say that you don't need to throw touchdowns? Well, I think there can only be one of two answers here. You're either saying you're not as good as you used to be, therefore you can't do it, or you're saying the offense I plan isn't very good and it doesn't allow me to throw that many touchdowns. So so you're either begging on yourself saying you're not as good or you're begging on your offensive coordinator head coach saying he's not very good. There's no what other thing. Did Rodgers admit that he's doesn't got it anymore, or is Matt Lafleur's offense stinky? It can. What could it be? Anything else? Could it be anything else besides one of those two? It's got to be one of those two, if not both. I don't know. I c- I couldn't come up with anything better. The only thing that I mean, I mess. I DM'd you last night. And I was like, "What is this?" I mean, did Aaron Rodgers just admit that he's not good anymore? Good as a sense of what Aaron Rodgers, what we think about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the guy that could carry a team on his back and put up 30 points every single game at the flick of a wrist. Now, I was kind of alluding and saying this stuff last year, that Aaron Rodgers, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the window is just starting to close, or the window is, it hasn't closed yet, but it's going to happen soon. And I, and I said, well, pump the brakes a little bit here. I was never a big believer in giving him that giant contract anyways. I wanted to 
You know what I wanted to do, right? Franchise him for two years, and then I think you'd do a third, possibly a third, and then what? 38 years old? What What year was, uh, how old was Brett Favre when Brett Favre was shown the door in Green Bay? Man, I'd have to go back well, and look. I, I was a, I'm a rhetorical, I know that. He's 38. Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's time, I think, for the Packers to start looking at a uh, backup here. When you have, let me ask you, if, if let's say, like, let's say Drew Brees... Or, you know, who's your top five quarterbacks right now? Well, Patrick Mahomes, but he's super young. Let's say one of those players, Mahomes, Breeze, whatever, were to go out and go 26 of 40 for 216 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. What, what do you think the national media would do to that, like a, a Drew Breeze or a Tom Brady or a Mahomes? I mean, if it was one game, I don't think it would be too big of an issue especially if they won the game, kind of like what the Packers and Aaron All right, Rodgers let's say for seven doing. weeks in a row they didn't throw for more than 250 yards and struggled to get a touchdown, and their, the seventh game of that seven-game stretch, they went 26-40 for 216 yards and no touchdowns and an interception. The first thing you would hear is what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes. And what's wrong with Drew Brees, and what's wrong with insert Yeah, here. insert good quarterback's name here. Now I know Brees has went through a little stretch where he hasn't been the best. I know Russell Wilson went through a, a stretch this year where he hasn't been completely dominant like he was at the beginning of the year. So it happens. But Rodgers, it seems like it's been basically all season outside of a couple games. Now, Mr. Ski just texted me, and Mr. Ski says, have you guys considered it's possible he was saying the run game is good? I mean, you could consider that. But do you think the run game has overwhelmingly been that good? So let me ask I mean, the, Aaron, yard, the yardage, Aaron, Aaron Jones needs, what, 16 more yards to cross over 1,000? Correct. Jamal Williams probably needs, like, what, 500 yards to get to 1,000? I, I don't Maybe 600. Yeah, maybe 600. What I'm saying is when you have a quarterback who, you know, is your franchise, who gets paid that amount of money to be the quarterback, and he's not living up to – the thing is they're winning. They're 12-3, and three, so it's hard to be, you know, complaining about it. But when you watch these games – Yes, they're twelve and three. I'm enjoying the experience of being twelve and three, being first in the NFC North, wrapping up the NFC North, possibly you know home field advantage, blah 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 blah. But it's a help me put the help me put it in the words here, Nelson. Well, when here. you watch this team and you watch this offense and you have Aaron Rodgers, this is I feel like I'm watching like what quarterback do you think you feel like you're watching this year? Like a a mid level, maybe slightly above average quarterback. Uh, honestly, or an average quarterback, a Kirk Cousins type quarterback, but he plays smarter. Yeah, who'd had the better performance in that uh, Vikings game? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, but it wasn't overwhelmingly like Aaron Rodgers was ten times better than Kirk Cousins. I told you what was that Tuesday, Monday? Yeah, it was Tuesday because it was a Monday night game. Mm -hmm. I was telling you I didn't think Kirk Cousins played that horrible. It's pretty tough when your best asset is hurt. And your offensive line is blocking nobody. Like, I think that's a different game if Kirk Cousins was given time to throw the football. Because we know Zadarius Smith was on Kirk Cousins like flies on crap. Like, he had no time to breathe. He had nowhere to go with the ball. Oh, he was running for his yeah. life. I mean, Zadarius Smith was on another level. What, um, what did the pack? What have the Packers done quite well all season? And that's block for Aaron Rodgers. That's give him time. Yeah. Outside of what? One game? where Belaga went down with an injury, they've protected Aaron Rodgers quite well. We've looked at people that have uh, diagnosed his tape, have broken down his tapes, where he's just holding the ball forever. Okay, so this is where I think it – I want to go back into Aaron Rodgers here real quick. 608-321-1670, Twitter is at Zone Madison, Facebook Zone Madison. So Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't need to throw uh, 40 touchdowns for the Packers to win, which is true. I mean, Aaron Jones is unbelievable. I've been riding high on Aaron Jones – uh, that he needs to be used and used a lot. I have other guys who aren't here right now, <coughs> Joe, who said Aaron Jones is a pretender is not going to do anything. Well, look how that turned out, that he can't last a full season. Well, look how that turned out. So Aaron Rodgers um, against the Vikings, 26 of 40 for 216 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. He then comes out to say that he doesn't need to throw 40 touchdowns a year to win. Do you remember last year? When the Green Bay Packers beat the Buffalo Bills 22 to nothing, Nelson, and Aaron Rodgers was pissy, mad, throwing Mike McCarthy in the scheme under the bus. Do you remember that? 
Aaron Rodgers. And they needed to play better. Aaron Rodgers went 22 of 40 for 298 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Pretty, Aaron, cl- pretty close to the same line. Aaron Rodgers, after that Bills game, went on to throw the offense under the bus, throw Mike McCarthy under the bus, and voice his displeasure of how it was everyone else's fault but his. You get a new head coach in. This could be Conspiracy Theory Friday. And you get a very similar game against the Vikings. 26 of 40 for 216 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Stats were worse than the ones where he threw McCarthy and the offense under the bus. Rodgers then goes out to say after the Vikings' performance that he doesn't need to throw 40 more touchdowns and that's, for them to win. that's what surprised me that he'd come out and say that because we all know he's been a stat guy his whole career. Does this go back to your theory last year of Aaron Rodgers tanking? Missing throws to get Big Mike fired? Dude, I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that he missed throws on per. I'm not saying he missed every single throw or he threw games, but I think there were times where he did miss throws on purpose just to say F you to Mike McCarthy. Let me we're, t- not, we're doing it my way, not your way. Let me say the stats again for that game last year where the Packers won 22 to nothing. 22 of 40, 298 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Would you rather take those stats, Nelson, or would you rather take – <clears throat> these stats, 26 of 40 for 216 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. Which would you rather have? I think I would go with the first game, the game which you won 22 to nothing against the Buffalo Bills. And you can't even say, well, the Vikings are a better team than the Buffalo Bills because any given Sunday in the NFL, they're all professionals. A win is a win in the NFL. That's what a lot of people say. So why do you throw one coach under the bus and your offense under the bus and then a year later put up worse numbers and say, is it just because... Well, at the time, they were 2-1-1 when they beat the Bills. It's confusing, isn't it? So is Aaron Rodgers declining faster than we thought, or is Matt LaFleur's offense worse than Mike McCarthy's? Interesting conversation on Aaron Rodgers right now in the Green Bay Packers offense. So, Nelson, we were breaking it down. Rodgers said yesterday that he does not need to throw 40 touchdowns to throw 40 touchdowns for them to win. Okay. I mean, what's it going to hurt, though? And I don't need to chug 40 beers tailgating before a game, but Aaron Rodgers asked me to. So you know what I'm going to do, Nelson? I'm going to do it. Didn't he say everyone needs to go into that tailgate and party hard early before Packer games? Yeah, everyone needs to get loud. They need a home field advantage again. All right, well, here's what I asked of you, Aaron Rodgers. How about you throw for 40 touchdowns or more? I think that'd be pretty nice. I'll chug my 40 beers if you throw your 40 touchdowns. I think we could do that, couldn't we? That sounds like an extremely fair trade that I would love to try. So, Rodgers, the ball is now in your court. Nelson and I, do we score? Nelson and I, do we chug 20 each or 40 each? I think you have to split this one up. All right, so we'll split it up. Nelson will chug 20. I'll chug 20. That'll equal 40. You asked us to go out and tailgate before games, get loud, get oiled up. I have the comments. You said it. Uh, We are holding our end of the bargain. Now we ask you, Rodgers, to go throw for 40 or more touchdowns. I don't need this. I don't need to throw 40 touchdowns for us to win. Well, what's it going to hurt? Aren't you a stat guy? Aren't you a Hall of Famer? Aren't you a guy that had the single-season passer rating, the record? Nelson, let's all hold our end of the deal, and Rodgers can uphold his end of the deal. What do you think? Sounds good to me. (laughs) Go back last year. Last year, Aaron Rodgers had a better stat line against the Bills than he did the Vikings on Sunday. The Packers won 22 to nothing against the Bills in 2018. Aaron Rodgers threw everyone under the bus on the offense. This year, he has a worse stat line against the Vikings, and he starts saying, which I can't believe, that he doesn't need to throw 40 touchdowns for them to win. What what happened in that year, Nelson? Well, he's got Oh, a, he got his coach fired. A new coach, a new offensive system. So, what were you talking about to me? during the break about the running backs. By the way, running backs, Amon Green coming up about eight minutes here, the Amon Green show. But Nelson, what are you saying about the running backs? Oh, well, one of the one of the listeners kind of chimed in and said, well, could it be because we had a really good running game? Yeah. And if you, if you look at the Packers' peer stats, peer running stats, it's not really the case. All right, let's get to that in a second. But first, let's go to the phones. 608-321-1670. We're going cold. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo show. Who I got? Hey, this is Kyle from Stoughton. Kyle, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, man. Just trying to dissect these comments. I mean, the Packers are 12-3, and three, but Rodgers is talking about not throwing touchdowns. I don't know how to feel about it. You know, I'll, I'll lay it out here for you. You know, I think his comments are saying, you know what, he doesn't need to throw 40 touchdowns. And to be honest with you, I don't think he can anymore. This is not the offense of old. 
uh, having a legit running back like uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, it just it sweetens the pot for us. But let's let's just be honest. Aaron Rodgers is not Aaron Rodgers of old. I, we we've had the best of him. Um, you know, let's uh, let's go out on top this year. I think this team is better than what they're putting out on the field. Um, and I, I really think they're playing cat and mouse with the league right now, uh, not putting out their best product. Uh, you know, as of yet. Yeah, Kyle. Think, Kyle, think, are I, they saving them for the playoffs, my friend? I really, I really do think so. I think they got a lot of stuff in their back pocket that they're just not showing right now. All right, Kyle. Let me ask you, my man. Um, and I agree with you. I think I agree with you spot on here. When Aaron Rodgers, do you trust him? Do you believe in him that if the moment calls in the playoffs for him to win a game, he can still do it? Hell yes, I do. This man has given us so much. You know, he he's smart, and you know he's a composer. All the stuff he does. You know, pre-snap, the stuff he does on the sideline. There's so much that goes into it on being a quarterback and being a, a an elite quarterback, and that's what he is. You know, he's not what he was, but he still got it. Kyle, I love it, man. You have a good weekend, all right, brother? You too, man. Thank you. All right, there it is. That was Nelson Stoughton right there. Rise up. That was a good take right there from Kyle. I like that. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, we all know that it was silly at the beginning of the year when – People were asking Lafleur and Rogers if he was able to check at the line. Yeah, like we knew that was ridiculous, right? Yes, we knew he was going to do that stuff. We knew he was good at it. Yes, it was more the fact the infighting between him and McCarthy. That's what got all those questions brought up. Yeah, and listen, I love Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is the Packers is Aaron Jones's team right now. Aaron Rodgers, I think, knows his role. It's just weird. I so I was saying last year that I thought Aaron Rodgers was going declining a little bit. Nelson, did I not get chastised from everyone about that I was an Aaron Rodgers hater and how dare I talk about Aaron Rodgers? Didn't that happen to me all last year? For the most part, yes. Those same people now are now defending Rodgers and what he is saying. I was saying this last year. I was getting torn apart by the peanut gallery. Now Rodgers is reaffirming everything I was saying, yet the same people that are calling me names are now... Uh, I'm supporting what Aaron Rodgers said. I'm like, welcome to the party. Welcome to the club. Nelson, I was just a year ahead of it. I got people on Twitter right now, my DMs and my, and my mentions. Now you're, you're overreaching. You need to stop listening to so-and-so. You blah, 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 12 and 3, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I know. 12 and 3 is great. I love it. It's, it's a different look. It's just finally the Rodgers stands have gotten him off the pedestal a little bit and seen what it really is. It's just the guy that's, he's not Superman anymore. But does he need to be Superman? No. I think he does if they want to win a Super Bowl See, I don't this think, year. See, I don't think that he needs to be Superman. I think he still can be in moments like Kyle who just called in. Like, Nelson, I believe that Aaron Rodgers, if the time is called upon him in the playoffs, I still believe that he can win a game. Do you believe that? Yeah, because we've seen some of the throws still this year. Like, there's been a lot of bad throws. There's been a lot of bad mistakes by Aaron Rodgers, mistakes that normally he doesn't really make, and you just kind of sit there and scratch your head. But there have been a ton of throws that he's made where you go, that's the old Aaron Rodgers that I remember from a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's still there. But I do think he needs to bring that old Aaron Rodgers back sometime this playoff if you think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they have a, a good enough roster compared to other top teams in the NFL for him to play this average later in the playoffs. Man, we were going over. We'll talk Packers in a second here. By the way, I just threw up the score predictor at Zone Madison on Twitter. Zone Madison on Facebook as well. It's real easy. You want a chance to score a gift card to the delicious, always good coaches club. They make unbelievable old fashions. Some of that pre-mixed bull crap out of a gun. If you go to some place and they got an old fashioned coming out of a gun, the mix, get up and leave immediately. You do not need to be there. What they do is they make it all right there in front of you as it should be like a true Wisconsinite. They do it right. Those old fashions are <clears throat> excellent. Amazing fish fry. So if you go to our Facebook page, if you go to our Twitter account, Zone Madison, you go to our website, madcitysportszone.com, hit the score predictor, you fill out the Packers versus Lions score, you're in for your chance to win. Now, Nelson, we've never had, have you ever had someone absolutely peg it? Have we ever had anyone this season peg it on the nuts? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think we so. have. If you do, if this is the last one, of the regular season for the Packers, obviously. If you peg it, I'll give you extra. I'll give you something extra nice. Just because I'm in the giving mood with Christmas and everything, you know, just had happened. I'm in a very giving mood. So if you peg it to the T, I'll hook you up with something extra nice. Yeah, I know 
I know we've had two perfect parlay cards all year. I don't think we've had a perfect score predictor. And you can get the parlay card in too, correct? Yep. All right, cool. So, yeah, parlay card up at MadCitySportsZone.com as well. All right, before we talk Packers, you and I were like (laughs) – we were talking a little bit uh, off air about Wisconsin basketball. By the way, Wisconsin is playing Tennessee tomorrow at 1230 uh, in Tennessee against the Volunteers. Uh, Tennessee has taken a couple losses here and there, but nothing like Wisconsin. So I'm looking at Tennessee's uh, schedule right here. Uh, last Saturday, they they beat JSU 75-53. to That would be the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Nothing real strong name, Gamecocks. And before that, they lost to Cincinnati, and they lost to Memphis. So LSU, I'm sorry, they have LSU after Wisconsin. So Tennessee not ranked right now, but uh, Wisconsin going there. And Nelson, we're looking at, by the way, Wisconsin outside of the Kohl Center is <laughs> tough. And then they got Ryder for Wisconsin on Tuesday. We have tickets to that. We'll give away uh, after 8.30. So looking at the month of January, you brought this up for Wisconsin basketball. Yeah, basically once they hit the Big Ten schedule. Do you want me to read what who they're playing, or do you want to read who they're playing in the month of January? Man. Here, I'll read it, and you tell me if you, if you see a win or a loss. So January 3rd, at Ohio State, who is currently ranked second in the country. Loss. Then the 8th of January, Wisconsin will host Illinois. Illinois, not bad. Toss-up game. But it's at home. Again, toss-up game. That's why I'm giving it a toss-up. <laughs> uh, January 11th, Wisconsin goes on the road where they'll face Penn State, who is currently ranked 20th. They always play bad at Penn State. That's a loss. All right. And then on the 14th, they will host the Terrapins of Maryland, where Maryland currently ranked 13th. Loss. Then on January 17th, they will go to Michigan State, East Lansing, where they'll face Sparty. Sparty you know, started out the season, what were they, number one? Uh, took a couple losses to good teams, and then a weird loss. I forget the program, but it wasn't a good loss for them. Was it Vatek? Uh, they are currently ranked 14th. Loss. Then Wisconsin will host at the Kohl Center the Nebraska Cornhuskers on the 21st. Win. Okay, there's, there's the first one I've heard from you besides a toss-up. And then after that, on the 24th, three days later, Wisconsin will go to Purdue, where the Boilermakers will host the Badgers. Loss. And then wrapping up January, they will go to Iowa, where the Hawkeyes are currently ranked 25th on the 27th. Iowa's a tough place to play. Loss. So for all of that, Nelson, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in the month of January. You gave them one loss, one toss-up, and the then six losses. Correct. And then if you go to the very next game, which is February 1st, that's probably another loss, Michigan State. That's Michigan State at the Kohl Center. That, my friend, is some tough goings for your Wisconsin Badger basketball team in the month of January. You were giving them one win, one toss-up, and six losses? I I don't see it being any better. I don't see where they get the wins, especially if they keep playing like they have been so far this season. How many <sighs> How many good games have they played this year? How many good full games? Marquette? Marquette was a good game. Uh, Indiana, Indiana was a good game. And Milwaukee. <laughs> That's three. I mean, I know they won by 20 against McNeese State, but if you watch that game, they were dog doo-doo in the first half. And there was former Badgers saying they look good. They were up by one point at halftime. There's people that get paid to talk about the Badgers and that played for the Badgers who saying they look great against McNeese State when they're up by one point. I think it was three points by halftime, but it was one point when this commentator... Yeah, at halftime, 37 to 34. And I got to hear how Wisconsin looked great against McNeese State. Now, they did end up winning by 20, but my God. They also lost to St. Mary's on a neutral. St. Mary's is no longer ranked. Yeah, and they lost to New Mexico and they lost to Richmond. Eastern Illinois, they won that game, but it wasn't impressive. 65 52. NC State, they got smoked. Well, I mean, keep they in mind. They lost to Rutgers. Keep, keep in mind, Nelson, they didn't have Micah Potter for those games. Micah Potter is now back. Micah Potter is freed. NCAA, by the way, screw you. You have won D-Bag multiple times. By the way, D-Bag of the Week, if you got a nomination in Zone Madison, my own Twitter account at Ebo says Nelson's is Rowdy underscore Razor. Right now I just have one D-Bag, so um, possibly two, but right now one. So if you have any, let me know. But, Nelson, I'm looking at this. Yeah, it's tough to see a win, especially how we've seen 
Wisconsin look so far this year. Yeah, they looked pretty good against Milwaukee. Micah Potter came back, yeah. scored 12 points that's, in 13 minutes. That's what I was getting with, Micah Potter. But they won by 19. It's Milwaukee. True. It's little brother. Like yeah. You're not playing the Ohio States, the Penn States, the Maryland's, the Michigan States. That's a whole nother level. Now, <laughs> that might be three levels. Now, Milwaukee, it's kind of like a McNeese State here thing because who would you take in a match at Milwaukee or McNeese State? Toss-up. I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, Wisconsin was leading 43-41 to 41 against Milwaukee. Yeah, how about this? At halftime. But then they then they shut them down. It was 40 to 23 in the Who second half. Who would I take half. head-to-head against Richmond, but New Mexico, I, and Milwaukee? Yeah. Richmond and New Mexico, and they lost to those teams. Yeah. But if I was giving the Badgers crap for looking like, well, the Badgers looked so bad against McNeese State in the first half. They didn't look that great against Milwaukee either. Both were almost 20-point wins. I don't know, man. I don't know what this team is. But you got Micah Potter back. By the way, Micah Potter in 13 minutes, he had 12 points. 15, or 12 points and five boards against um, Milwaukee. I don't think Micah Potter is going to be the cure-all for the Badgers, but at least it gives you a guy that can shoot. And my God, he looked so excited when he was on the court, didn't he? Well, that's what they needed. They needed a guy to come in and help back up Nate Reavers. They needed someone off the bench that could could give them some minutes at the the big man. Yeah. I mean, they could probably even play those two on the court at the same time. Who knows? We'll kind of see that more upcoming. But I think it was Greg Gard that even said, Michael Potter still needs to get in game shape. So this isn't going to – he isn't going to yeah, come in and play him. that well against well, a yeah. better level of competition, True. which basically starts on Saturday. They're working him back in. I mean, 13 minutes, 12 points, 5 rebounds, pretty nice production. He had a sick dunk, too, in the first half. Um, Michael Potter, it helped. I mean, if anything, it helps the Badgers. It makes them a better team, but let's not get crazy on how good they are. Yeah, outside of the Cole Center. Yikes. So this month of January is going to be pretty tough. Nelson, I just saw it break. You saw it break. Antonio Brown trying out for the New Orleans Saints? Working out for the Saints. Could you imagine a Alvin Kamara backfield with Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown? Michael Thomas and Mr. Big Chest? Oh, yeah, and then their quarterback's a guy named Drew Brees. Woo! See... Antonio Brown, I hung on to him a long time on my fantasy football team because I thought he'd be back sooner than later, but apparently not. Do you think Do you think the Saints? Well, are you playing up? in Week 17 for any league? No, I'm not. Um, so you have Marshawn Lynch coming back. That's official. Now you have Antonio Brown coming back, which is not official yet, but, I mean, I don't know. Do you think they sign him? I mean, do you care about your reputation or do you want to win a Super Bowl? <sighs> I mean, they've had Bounty Gate. I think you'd rather have win a Super Bowl, wouldn't you? They've had Bounty Gate. Yep, they have. I think they'd rather win a Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens there. Again, do you want to go see Ryder? Dial it up, 608-321-1670. Coming up also is our handicapper to the stars, Raphael. you got a bone to pick with Raphael. Nah, not really. I just like to uh, hear his opinion and then go the other way. And, Nelson, who did you – so the action zone hits at uh, 650 and 850, but we're going to have the 851 with Raphael coming up in 650 for the action zone. Who did you take I again? took Penn State minus seven. And what bowl game is that? That would be the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. You took Penn State minus seven. And we've seen it as Badger fans, what happens when these uh, mid-major type uh, college football teams step up in uh, class and play teams from the Big Ten. Look at Western Michigan. All right. Ah. I mean, that really hasn't changed, though, since the coach stepped up to Minnesota. Right. Uh, Did you see that uh, the coach from Minnesota, P.J. Fleck, lost one of his oars? One of his oarsmen? I did not. His O.C.'s gone. Uh, All right, so speaking of bowl games. Was their offense really that good? No. You just made the list! Speaking of bowl games. (laughs) Speaking of bowl games. uh, Yesterday was the, what bowl was that again? The Quick Lane Bowl? Pitt in? Yeah, Quick Lanes. Quick Lanes Bowl, and it was pit in Eastern Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan from good old Detroit, Michigan. So Eastern Michigan's quarterback was he Glass the third, former Little Caesar Bowl. Oh, bring back the Little Caesar Bowl, dude. Don't get me started on Little Caesar, Nelson. I could if if you say Little Caesar, all of a sudden I'm probably going to be uh, buying some for lunch for both of us. Or is that what you're trying to do? No, I just. I'm right. Trying to make you buy it. So that's what I'm. Well, I mean, it's five bucks, whatever. So out of the quick <laughs> out of the Quick Lanes Bowl. Their quarterback for Eastern Michigan slapped three individuals. He slapped one player from Pitt. He slapped another player from Pitt. But as he was slapping another player from – by the way, they all had their helmets on besides the ref. 
as he was slapping the second player from Pitt, his hand from one camera angle looks like he slapped the referee so hard that he knocked the referee unconscious and he was laying on the turf. Did you see the video I forwarded to you, Nelson? Uh, I just saw a slow-mo video. So another angle has emerged of the ref getting slapped by the Eastern Michigan quarterback. I don't think the ref even gets slapped. I think he just hits his hat, the bill of his hat, and the ref flops like he's James Harden's father. Like the ref flopped harder than James the ref flopped harder than James Harden does in an NBA game. Did, did you see the video? Does it I look did. like it, he, did it look like he even slapped the ref? It looked like it might have grazed his face, but yeah, nothing nothing too hard. The ref doesn't even get up. The ref like lays on the turf like he's unconscious. It is very bizarre. Hey, you do know that uh these refs aren't full time. Yeah, well, neither are they in the NFL. Yeah. Maybe he's just kind of digging into uh, his NBA slash basketball roots, and I bet in the summer this guy even refs some little kid soccer. <laughs> yeah, he does flop like he's in European soccer too. All right, so Nelson, uh, D bag of the week candidate. Right now, I'm thinking Mike Zimmer for his handshake with Matt Lafleur. I mean, is that, is that worthy of a D bag nomination? Mike Zimmer for his his limp fish or limp fish uh, dead fish handshake. Yeah, it's, I'd say that's D-bag. What about, I'm going to have this guy up for slapping two football players with a helmet on. He didn't try to slap the ref, and he didn't. He just like grazed the bill of his hat, and the ref flopped harder than James Harden. Should the player be up for just slapping the two pit guys or inadvertently hitting the hat of the ref as well? Man, I was kind of like, eh, when we first said it, but I went with it because we're kind of light on D-bags. Yeah. But now that this video comes out, I'm glad that no one jumps to conclusions and wants to throw this guy in jail. Yeah, like your resident booze hound from Stoughton, Knudsen? Yeah, because it, it was pretty pretty on the fence to even just be a D-bag nominee for me. Well, dude, you're slapping people with helmets on. That alone is a D-bag offense for me. That, well, first of all, why, football why, why, scrum? Nelson, what do you hate most in sports, flopping and soccer? Yeah. You've called them little girls before, correct? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I think I use different terms. Wouldn't but you? Close s- yeah. Wouldn't you say a grown man slapping another grown man on a football field who was wearing a helmet is? I don't know. Could we turn it around and say D bag of the week? The ref for no, flopping like no, that? No, no, no. Because I think I think you're a D bag if you flop. It's like James Harden. I'm and the, okay. So the player's name is Glass. The real glass here is the referee. They oh, should yeah. call this referee Mr. Glass. He, is, he crumples like a sack of potatoes to the ground when the bill of his hat gets brushed by a finger from Glass the third. The I think we did find machine. a D-bag from this. The no, ref. no. The ref. No, 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 no. Why? No, no. Why are you protecting him? The ref's just minding his business doing his – his flopping is silly, but it's not D-bag worthy. He, he maybe got a fingernail to the eye, possibly. The you, guy's slapping other men who are wearing helmets. How is that not D-bag worthy? You've become so... Nelson, you hate soccer players who flop, right? Yeah, they're D-bags. Then why do you have a guy slapping another guy who's wearing a helmet? You've How is that not so, the most pansy thing you've, you've become ever seen? so used to people flopping, you think it's okay. So you're okay with a grown man slapping another grown man wearing a helmet? Well, I'd prefer if he punched him. But, but, he, but he didn't. He slapped him. It was an open-hand slap. Not one guy... Two guys, both wearing I think helmets. it's a bad look when there's 10 seconds left. You just made the list! And you're losing. You know what, Nelson? You must have lost your man car. You lost a ball or something along the way. He slapped a grown man. Have you ever slapped a grown man? Uh, Not like that, no. If, like, jokingly. If you, were to slap a, if you were to slap a grown man like this guy did, I would have to question not only your manhood, but why you worked here. And your takes. I think I'm, I'm seriously, I'm questioning the guy that's flopping. It's a little heated exchange right, between put players. Your, put it up on your Twitter account then. Should the ref be up for or whatever you want to describe it as? I think t- a heated exchange between two players. Yeah, it's not a good look. You're slapping someone, but it's a terrible look when you go flying like you just got hit by Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Nelson, he's his name is Glass, <laughs> the quarterback. Yes, Nelson, he's slapping a grown man, two grown men. They have helmets on. That's something like a European soccer player would do. 
You hate European soccer players, right? Yeah, they're... So, but you're supporting a guy slapping another grown man? Yes, because there's a bigger offense here that you're missing. Oh my it's god, the you're also flopping. out of your mind. Alright, put your poll up. I'll read hey, it. how many times have you nominated James Harden for flopping? Like once or twice. What's wrong with the ref? James, Why can't he be nominated? The ref was just trying to break up a slap fest. Why did you never nominate Brad Davison for flopping? Because he's because he doesn't flop. He takes charges. He took 50, five. 50. He took five charges against NC State. That's a Herculean effort. Five charges. I can't believe you're you're. I can't believe you're supporting grown men slapping grown men. That's Speaking insane. of flopping, you're flip flopping all around with your. You're supporting grown men slapping grown men. Not supporting it. That's just unbelievable. We're gonna unveil the D bag of the week coming out here right now. It's right now it's Mike Zimmer, and I guess we're gonna see if anything comes to fruition out of Nelson's poll right here. Um, what was your take on Mike Zimmer and his dead fish handshake? I mean, Matt Lafleur talked about it yesterday. The Packers head coach saying, "Quote: It is what it is. It's a competitive game. I'll leave it at that." End quote. Says Lafleur, but you know Lafleur comes in, looks like a nice, hard, firm grip handshake on him. And what does Zimmer do? He like, you know, when someone cuts you off and they just grab like the tips of your fingers. Yep. I, by the way, I hate those handshakes. Work on your handshake if that's the case. Zimmer does that for like a millisecond and then walks away. Is this a big deal? I might. Be I mean, a- the grand scheme of things, it's not. But yeah, when I'm- you got to see this guy two times a year. I might be in the minority on this one. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't either, but is it D-bag worthy, though? Yeah, I'd say it's probably D-bag worthy. It's not a good look, but is it really a huge deal? Like, what were we taught as kids in in sports? Be a good sport. Be a good sport. Go shake the opponent's hand. You know, rugby players, you know what rugby players do after a game? They all get together and get bombed at a bar. They go out and party together. It's sick. I've been a part of, I'm not a rugby guy, but my friend was. I've been a part of some rugby parties. It gets wild. Yeah, I'm, Mike Zimmer could at least like reciprocate a decent handshake. There's nothing worse than a dead fish handshake or the ones where someone cuts you off and grabs your fingers. I'm kind of shake like a man. It is what it is. Whatever. I don't really care, especially if I was a professional football player. If I shook hands before or after the game, yeah, I don't like we're there to do a job. It's like it's, it, I don't got to be buddy buddy with you if I don't want to be. That's true. just my opinion. But you kind of look like a. Yeah, D-bag. that's why you kind of look like a D-bag, but I don't think it means much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, like, go on some tirade about it. I just think Zimmer looks – he just looked uh, the tiniest bit of – bit classless. Yeah, he looks like a sore loser, but yeah. it is what it is. People, yeah, so, some yeah. people are well sore spoken. losers. Sore loser. Well spoken, Nelson. All right, so, Nelly, yesterday – you know, today is Friday, so it is Conspiracy Theory Friday. You had a doozy of one. What were we talking about? It was like 9.50, 9.55 yesterday – and we were talking about Packers and home field Packers advantage. and home field advantage. Oh yeah, I remember what it was now. Uh, the Packers, if they win on Sunday against the Lions, and then the Seahawks beat the Niners, then the Packers would add a home field advantage first round by it. It would be home field advantage all the way up to the Super Bowl, correct? Yep. And then we said, is there really? And we were talking about the weather, and you know having that Lambeau mystique and getting like the Saints. Like, do, do the Saints really want to play in a cold? snowy Lambeau field in January. And then I said, well, do we know it's going to be cold? So then I looked in the Farmer's Almanac, the 2020 Farmer's Almanac, and it said the climate was going to be rather mild. Snow, sure, but a mild climate, not like that bite-ass cold like January usually is or has in the years past. And then Nelson busted out the greatest conspiracy theory ever. Do you want me to hit the music? Do you want to say what it is? hit the music. Global warming and climate change are leading to the Packers' home field advantage decreasing. So as the temps go up, the home field advantage go down. Wow. Global warming. Global warming. Nelson. The reason why the Packers' home field advantage, the Lambo Mystique, has disappeared is because global warming. How dare you? How dare you? We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Nelson. 
Have you checked your privilege today? I check it at the door every time I walk in. You've stolen my home from advantage. You've stolen my dreams of a Super Bowl. How dare you? It wasn't It wasn't the fact that uh, the Packers had no defense the last decade. Nope. It wasn't the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy couldn't get along. Nope. It wasn't the fact that Ted Thompson couldn't give both Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy good players. Nope. And it, and it's not because Aaron Rodgers is now average or Matt LaFleur could be in over his head. Nope. It's global warming, a.k.a. Nelson. climate change. How dare you? We'll never forgive him. How dare them, Nelson? America just didn't want to see the Packers have that much of an advantage. What a conspiracy theory for Conspiracy Theory Friday. It's not any of it's not any of that. It's not Ted Thompson being inept, like you said. It's not Big Mike and Aaron Rodgers relationship, like you said. It's not LaFleur in the offense, like you said. It's not Rodgers having an average year who doesn't want to throw for 40 touchdowns. It's climate change. How dare you? And this just shows how Mark Murphy's inept. What did he sink a bunch of money into? Let me push this conspiracy theory one degree further. And why Mark Murphy should be let go as president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers. Nelson, it's called the frozen tundra, correct? That's what I've been told. Can it really be freezing anymore in the midst of global warming? Who is pumping up Titletown District? Mark Murphy. What does pumping up and building Titletown District all need? Fossil Snow. fuels. No, no, no. Fossil fuels. Machinery. Petroleum, changing changing Earth as it is in that area. What does all of that lead to, Nelson? What does smoke and smog in the air and gas and petroleum and plastic all lead to? Climate change and global warming. Who is the who is the person leading the charge to do all this in Green Bay? Mark Murphy. As the Packers have done in the past and to now, from home at Green Bay at Lambeau. Haven't we seen some egregious losses? Haven't we seen them giving up more points? Haven't we seen the home field advantage slipping? More and more, it seemed like, every year. Mark Murphy, how dare you? And then to to say that you're going to build a sledding hill, but there's not going to be any more snow. Something ain't adding up here. Mark Murphy got to go. Joe Miller and I, by the way, Joe gone today. He'll be hey, back Monday. Hey, didn't he give you a payment? Yeah, a dollar. So Joe... I was getting that. And we're light on D-Bag of the Week, so let me let me get your take on this. And don't get upset because it involves you, too, and something you don't like me to bring up. So, Joe Miller and I had a bet before the South Florida game, Wisconsin-South Florida. I said, or Joe proclaimed on the airwaves, that Graham Mertz would be the Badgers' starting quarterback week one, snap one. And he was so confident in it that he'd bet anyone $500. I easily took him up on it, knowing how loyal Paul, Chris, and the Badgers are to guys that have been there. And I was a believer in Jack Cohen. If you saw him in the pinstripe bowl, Big City Cohen was balling on him. I was so confident that I took Miller up on that bet. So, yeah, I'll bet you 500 bucks. Zach Halpern, our sports director, he bet him 500 bucks. And one of our Badger boys, Jason Suttle, he bet him 500 bucks. Nelson, remind me who started... Week one, snap one, against South Florida. Well, I know you were out in Seattle, but it actually, it was Jack Cohn. It was Jack Cohn. So Miller owes me $500. He's gotten it down to $488. Now I get to like 87. A, 87, excuse me. I did get a dollar payment yesterday? Yesterday. So he's on pace to pay this bet off by the time he's, what, 70? Probably like 130. Yeah. So if I need to pay up for my bet of banging a robot... I need Miller's payment first because robots are expensive, especially the good-looking ones. I don't even need a good-looking one. I just want a decent one, and it's still expensive. So then we fast-forward to last week. You just want one that hasn't been used. Exactly. I just want an unused sex robot. I hope my wife's not listening. So, Nelson, fast-forward to last weekend. I won in the league we have here, the fantasy football league we have here, and we get a cash payment, full disclosure. I beat, and I don't mean to bring this up, I'm not coming at you, but I beat you in the championship game. 
I get paid out. You also get paid out, correct? That's what I was told. First, second gets paid out, and third gets their money back. Correct. The commissioner of this league, I'm not going to name any names, but he joins us on Mondays and Fridays usually. <coughs> Excuse you. You okay? Our, the commissioner said one person hasn't paid up yet, so he can't pay out the winnings. Nelson, who is that person that hasn't paid in their league dues yet? Their league fees. I believe that is Joe Miller. How am I supposed to pay up on a bet that I need to do, i.e. get with the robot because of Penn State beating Minnesota, or Minnesota beating Penn State, how am I supposed to do that when I'm owed at minimum $700? And those robots are expensive. Doesn't, doesn't someone need to pay up on their bets before I can pay up on my bet? Yeah, I mean, for you, especially because uh, you'd have that extra 500 just from the cone Jack starting. Cone. Exactly. That gets you a robot. So the reason why I'm getting to this is, what about... You just made the list! We're light on D-bags. Oh, oh. Hey, and this goes one further. 608-321-1670. Mitch in Madison. Mitch, what's up? What's going on, fellas? There's, there is always one person in every fantasy league that doesn't pay their fee till it's over. That's ridiculous, Miller. He, you got to put him on the list. Dude, I mean, Mitch. What are we... Mitch, are you seconding my nomination? Oh, yes, 100%. What are we, in kindergarten? Thank pay you. Your dues at time of creation of team. Do That's it. how you do it. That's it. Mitch, I mean, it, you shouldn't even be allowed to be in the league if you're not paid up by week one. We have so the one that I'm in that we've been in for years and years and years. We actually lock you out of being able to do transactions after week two if you don't pay. All right. So Joe Miller didn't get on the Joe Miller didn't win a single D bag last year. I'm putting him on right now. Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate it, dude. What do you think's going to happen yes, Sunday for Packers Lions? By the way, dude. Uh, they got it. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, you always are playing for pride, but the Lions are just decimated. Um, they, they're just not going to have it. I think the Packers win by double digits. Uh, the defense is going to look good again. Um, I mean, like we talked, like you guys talked about before, it should have been a shutout against Minnesota. The only reason they got that ten points is because uh, the offense gave it to them. Yeah. But I, I think you know, of course, you want the one seed, but I, I just I, I think that they'll probably end up the two. Um, which, I mean, all things considered, again, at the beginning of the year, if you were to say, hey, the Packers are going to finish 13-3 and with the two seed, I'll take that every day of the week. I know, dude, it's crazy. I thought they would have been 7-9 and to 9-7, and somewhere in that range. I can't believe they're at 12-3. and It's nuts. Especially with how they've been yeah. doing it with Rodgers, and, you know, it's like you got running backs now. It's so crazy. The well, defense. The yeah, and a defense. defense. Yeah. That's the championship defense. Hey, Mitch. Uh, Rashawn Gary has been a disappointment, though. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mitch. Have a good weekend, bro. Yeah, yes, sir. I usually don't, you know, celebrate when someone says the Packers been a disappointment, but Nelson, Rashawn Gary has been a, a disappointment. You and I called that on draft night. Yeah, that one is, I mean, you, is you close get, to my heart. You so. give him time, though, right? I mean, people keep saying that, but here's the thing. When is he going to exactly get this playing time? You signed Preston and Zadarius Smith, two guys that probably should be pro bowlers, to four-year deals. So they have three more left after this year, right? My complaint- Rashawn Gary's contract, when he signed it as a rookie, was four years. So now all of a sudden he's going to play over two guys that are basically pro bowlers? He's never going to play! Here's the thing that drives me wild. I could scream about Rashawn Gary for Well, here's four the thing, hours. dude. This is the part, if Rashawn Gary was drafted in, like, the third round. Whatever. What, I'd be fine with it. Fine. The fact that you used your, your, the 12th overall pick for a project. Who's, I think he's going to need surgery, Most too, likely right? will need uh, On a shoulder surgery after the season. When have the Packers, are, when are they ever afforded a tw- the 12th pick? And then... Anyways, I don't need to talk about Rashawn Gary. Proof is in the pudding. You saw how he played. Not oh, but I great. saw an article come out the other day that that uh, Rashawn Gary and well, well, I can't even remember the headline of it. I just laughed so hard at yeah, it. Yeah, they're bringing him along slowly. Um, I think I have it right here, really quick. Yeah, here we go. Rashawn Gary flashed big time potential. 
Rashawn Gary flashed big-time potential for the Green Bay Packers. When? The 10 plays that he gets out there a game? Like, I hope he does good. I want him to do good. I want him to be a good pick. Do you think you could bring a guy up to speed quickly whose Wonderlick score was a 9, and you're making him change positions? Like, no crap, you had to bring him along slowly. But it doesn't matter because he's never going to play. The only way he plays is if the Smiths get hurt. Oh, dude, uh, real quick, I just got a message. Enough about Rashawn Gary. We've been there, done that. Yeah, because I go back to what I wanted to talk about prior yeah, to this real quick, league. Real quick about Miller and, um, in the Fantasy Football League, and he owes me money. Uh, Eric messaged in Eric Rooney. He says, how about having a commissioner who won't pay up after the season is over? He holds the money until his next paycheck. Huh? So what I can gather is Eric's commissioner of his Fantasy Football League took the dues and spent it that's on whatever he wanted to spend it on and then told the people whoever won the league that if you won the league you have to wait until i get paid for my job that's shady that is this a first time commissioner is this like a one where no one really wanted to do it anymore he goes hey i'll do it hand me your money that's oof yeah that's worse than miller that's a miller move but that's worse uh, than miller is it worse than miller if you get the money though it just takes an extra 2 weeks well, didn't you win? What did you win? Well, that's where I was going to. So, same same commissioner in the uh, March Madness tournament last spring. I may have, I think I won or got second. But there was another time where one person hadn't paid, <coughs> Joe Miller again, and he was the only one that didn't pay. And not only was I, did it take about two or three weeks for me to get paid out, I was told by Commissioner <coughs> RJ that I had to go get the money from Joe. So now I'm chasing him for my the money that he owed me, and it was taking a long time for me to get the winnings that I won from placing in the March Madness pool. And now I'm playing all of this again. It's just fantasy football. All right, conspiracy theory. Usually, well, I've, if you read between the lines, RJ is the commissioner of both of these leagues. RJ usually joins us Mondays and Fridays. The reason why RJ is not here today is because he knows he doesn't have the full amount of winnings that are due to me and Nelson for our fantasy football league. And he didn't want to show his face because he didn't have the cash to pay up. And he is <laughs> too busy skirting his duties of commissioner and afraid to ask Joe for what he owes us. OB just tweeted in, at Rowdy Razor, if you want Joe's money, you have to have Joe's baby. Hashtag baby mamas. Good Lord. <laughs> Why would you wish that on anyone, OB? Oh, we miss you, Miller, if you're listening right now. Oh, we miss you, Miller. All right. But seriously. <laughs> seriously, give me my money. Yeah. Just give me my money on my Jack Home bet and give me my money you know, for my fantasy football league. It's kind of like the because same. Because it's a lot of money. And I want it. Yeah, and now. it's, it's kind of like the saying that all you know top five-star recruits in college football and basketball kind of say. It's, you pay, then you get to play. <laughs> yeah, it's pay to play, not play and then never pay. What kind of league is this running here, man? There's my conspiracy theory. RJ's not in today because he's he knows what he's done, and he doesn't want to show his face around the hall. Is that a good one, Nelly? I've been looking for him. He's been skirting me. 